This episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by my good friends with Rogue Status, who are the winners of a New Times Music Award. Can you believe this shit? Yet another New Times Music Award. We have a whole fucking shelf here at Rogue Media 805 that's dedicated to their music awards, okay? We get it. You're a band, and you've done good things with your music, okay? And you've gotten pats on the back from reputable companies. Big deal. Big deal. You know what I mean? I built a shelf for my awards. I'm going to put it up as soon as I get some. But right now, they have plenty of awards, and they just want another one. So maybe you've heard of some influential, you know, creators and writers. Um, Ernest Hemingway, Hunter S. Thompson. Kurt Vonnegut, um, King, one of the, one of the kings, one of the mean kings, like the king of England, but from a long time ago, like King Louis or something possibly. But either way, all of these people that I just listed are recipients of the New Times Music Award. And now Rogue Status has yet another one. So next Friday, November 2nd, they're going to be performing at the New Times Music Awards, the titular awards festival. Okay? This is going to be going down in San Luis Obispo, California at the Fremont Theater. And um, you can uh, you can maybe get tickets somewhere. I don't know. Look up New Times Music Awards. Figure it out. But I know that we're all going to be there. Uh, Rogue Status won an award. They'll be performing. Famous Deuce won an award. He'll be accepting his award. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be super humble. And... Uh, Hanaya will also be there accepting her award and it's just going to be a great fucking time. So we're going to hang out, come and say hi to everybody at Rogue Status. Thank DJ Rara for his service. Um, buy us drinks, bring, you know, edibles and stuff for me. And we're just going to have a good time, man. We're going to party November 2nd, San Luis Obispo, California, New Times Music Awards, come out, show some love and, um, Rogue Status's debut self-titled album is available on Spotify and all streaming retailers. Just look that up. Rogue Status. Rogue Status. That's how you would say that. Artist. Rogue Status. Album. Rogue Status. I believe that's right. I'm going to feel, no, that's definitely right. But you can go check them out anywhere that you get your music and you can see them performing live on November 2nd in San Luis Obispo, California at the Fremont Theater. Go do it. It's going to be a great time. You get it? Because like a lot of people there, you know, it's like a it's like a wine area. So like a lot of people are like in the wine business and it's like all genres of music. So it's not, it's not a winery event. The way I said it's going to be a great time. I made it sound like it's going to be a winery event. And it's not. It's going to be music lovers. It's going to be just a bunch of people having a good time, hanging out. I smoked mad blunts in the Fremont Theater one time, so you never know what's going to go down. It's going to be fun. So come and see it. Go and check out Rogue Status. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Speaking of Rogue Status, I have one of the members of Rogue Status, Awesome Ty, on the show, always. So today it's me and him. We get... Uh, we get weird and have some super, you know, uh, satirical political discussion for about a half hour. And then, uh, and then we talk shop, which is Star Wars today. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I hope you come out and party with us on November 2nd. And I hope you have a great fucking day, bitch. Bitch. <laughs>
I don't drink soda. I don't even remember the song Ten Little Indians. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like one little, two little, three little Indians, four little, five little, six little okay. Indians, seven little, eight little, nine little Indians, ten little Indians. Yeah. Something. We're just counting. I mean, it's nothing like super, super racist, but still racist nonetheless. Yeah. Well, good for the creators of uh, whoever it is that made 10 Little Indians, or whoever owns it right now, was sitting back and they were like, holy shit, guys, we got to do something. Because this is not a good look for us or our company. What are we going to change it to? And then someone said, let's change it to everything. And then... You know, under under the Weird Al parody laws, uh, th- these people are just able to take and adapt Ten Little Indians to, you know, fit whatever narrative they so see fit. It's true. Anybody can. Anybody can make their own sure, version. I mean, of... we could do, I don't know, just throw any old word. In there. See, I, th- I was trying to do one, too, and I couldn't think of it. So I guess <laughs> it's a lot, harder than, <laughs> a lot harder than we think it is. But either way. Times have changed. Boy, howdy. And now Max doesn't have to grow up. He doesn't have to grow up in a world where we're just counting Indians. We're just counting them on our fingers. Yeah, just and one, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, what, ten of them? And keeping track? Like, what is this? Why are we counting? Right. I mean... Why can't we just let people be people, you know? Is this just for a uh, just for an innocent census? Right, and I mean... Are we are we gonna look at the bigger picture? Take a step back and see the full screen and see you know talk about the trail of tears and the 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 blankets that we gave these Indians. Mm-hmm. How about the real story? I mean, why are things? we counting these Indians? It's because we're trying to we're trying to force them out of their homeland and move them to a different part of the the country. Mm-hmm. So are we we're trying counting to, find to make out? sure that, that they're all gone. Trying to find out we got them all. Trying to find out how many blankets we need. Why are we counting? It makes no sense. So I'm glad we're done. I'm glad we moved past that as a people. Right. Just as a as a country as a whole or a, you know the the human race I guess. That that song is probably worldwide. Yeah, I mean we're no longer taking inventory of of these Indians. We're just letting them be, I think. That's good. I think that's the way that's the way it should be with with anyone. Right? Well, yeah. I mean the question is have we have we taken too much from them from them already? We displaced them from their their homes and just more or less took the whole the whole country from them. I mean, is is changing the the words to ten little Indians? Would you argue that that's too little, too late for the the Native Americans mm-hmm. of this country and that they deserved more? You know, a hundred years ago and so forth. And I, mean, I I would argue that you know, ten little Indians is one of the one of the uh, you know kindest, most peaceful things that they have left, and we're just going to take them out of it. So why are we just all yeah. of a sudden going to take? You know, now, not now, we're not going to say one little, two little, three little indigenous peoples. No, it doesn't have the right amount of syllables. No, they're not even in it at all. We're no. going to put tractors in there now. Yep, that's what we like. Tractors. One little, two little, three little. I mean, it doesn't even make sense, really. Who has ten tractors yeah. for one? Mm-hmm. You know, like what? What? person has 10 tractors the same guy that owns a tesla and a winery i mean and maybe if you weren't getting little tractors you wouldn't need 10 of them maybe just get like two or three big tractors and see if that does the job (laughs) yeah very true 
So I mean, there's all kinds of holes in, in the the tractor song. So yeah, now that I now that I work through this, I think that Indian should go back into the song. Yeah, I mean, it's not like now. I'm pretty sure there there have been some like overtly racist renditions of Ten Little Indians, but that's not to say that you couldn't perform Ten Little Indians without making like you know like noises like Indian noises or having like a you know like an Indian style drum in the background. Yeah, you know, there's there's a tasteful ways to do this. Definitely. Are you pulling up a copy of Ten Little? Yeah. Okay, let's see. I feel like that's the drums right there that I was just talking about. It's a little steel drum. That's like an islandy drum. Oh, but you know what's problematic is he they said throw Indian, gender on there. He said Indian boys. Now, if the second verse says girls, that's I mean that's a step in the right direction. But I mean, is there a third verse that that? What about trans people? What yeah. about Are we not all inclusive right, in this song? Like right. Yeah. I swear to God, I better say girls. Nope. I'd assume this song isn't copywritten. It's gotta be public domain, right? <laughs> Imagine owning the, the <laughs> copyright on Ten Little Indians. Yeah, so okay, that's what's problematic is that it's just about Indian boys. What about the Indian girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Or 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 any of the other you know twenty twenty five other gender uh, pronouns. You know, right? There's a lot of Indian he's and z's and zers, and you know, it's yeah. I don't know if that's one of them. That's, <laughs> that's thems. <laughs> thems, theirs. There's all kinds of those. So, you know, I think that I, I think that just changing it to tractor isn't enough. No, no. Especially it's it's almost twenty nineteen. We have whole new, you know, PC standards that we have to stand up to. And that's just not cutting it. So I was happy in the beginning when we first started talking about this that they changed it. Now I'm mad that they changed it. And well, no, I guess a couple minutes ago I was mad they changed it. Now I think that they should change it again, but I also think that they should make it more inclusive. So get your shit together. Who right. owns this song? Here, wait. I wonder if we could just Google the song and if it'll tell us. Like, I wonder if we can get like a backstory on whether that's what the you know why they were counting Indians. <laughs> uh, let's see, Ten Little Indians, Wikipedia says that it is an American children's counting out rhyme. It has a uh, Roud Folk Song Index number of 13512. I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, it's an unknown songwriter, so it's got to be public domain, I would figure. Yeah, songwriter unknown. Um, in popular culture, the Ten Little Indians are guests of Old King Cole in the 1933 Disney cartoon of the same name. Oh, I, that was, for sure was super racist. Yeah, definitely sounds racist. <laughs> 1933 Disney, you know. Uh, to perform a catchy dance, which inspires the other nursery rhyme characters to join in. 
Uh, oh my God! In 1933, Sherlock Holmes film, A Study in Scarlet, successive lines of the poem, which replaces Indians with Wait, black boys. Is there black boys in there at some point in the original lyrics? Um, well, in the Sherlock Holmes version, which came out in the same year. Oh, it replaces Indians with black boys. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, are found left by the murderer with each new murder victim. Uh, that's fucking crazy, dude. So this is just some racist chant that uh, has been just spread across by Disney for years. The Beach Boys released it as a single in 1962 on their album <laughs> Surf and Safari. Really? I kind of want to hear that that version. <laughs> Are you serious? I remember like Surf and Safari being a thing too, and I have no recollection of Ten Little yeah, Indians. Yeah, I mean, let's here. go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Beach Boys, Ten Little Indians. Ten Little Indians. Is. Shit, man. I hope this isn't forever tainted. Ten little Indian okay, hold on. <laughs> I feel like those are different lyrics than the... <laughs> We're going to have to pull up these lyrics real quick. Because uh, I know that the first Indian gave a squaw feather. Which, that's just sweet. You know what I mean? Uh, and then the next one said something about an Indian dollar. Ten little Indians lyrics. Uh, first little Indian gave Squaw a pretty feather. Second little Indian made her an Indian dollar. Okay, they're they're for sure doing that thing where you where you drop the hard D in and call it engine, and I'm pretty sure that's a that's a racist term for one. Like if if I can like recall back to my Mark Ten Twain days of of English class, like I think that's like a derogatory term for a Native American person is an engine. Most definitely. Wow. Yeah, I don't think this would have gone over so well in 2018. The ninth little Indian said, You're my Kimosabi. <laughs> Uh, is Kimo, what language is Kimosabi? I, I, I want to say that's like Japanese. I mean, it sounds Japanese, but. Uh, let's find out. Oh, no, I guess it is Native American. Oh, really? It's a term of endearment used by the fictional Native American sidekick Tonto. So it's a fake. <laughs> it's a fake Indian word, or is it an actual? 
Because it seems like it's just from... I see it in Urban Dictionary, and I see it just from the television yeah, and the radio like programs. The Lone Ranger. So he was just like... They were like, this sounds kind of native E. How about you just say Kimosabi? Call people Kimosabi. So like... Uh, so that's like the equivalent of... Like if you're... If you're, uh, you know, talking to like an Asian person or of an Asian person and you say Jing Dang Jing Jong Jing, that's like Kimosabi. You're just pretending to talk the language. Right. That's so racist. Overtly. Yeah. But, you know, these are times that we're moving past. Into the world of Star Wars, that video just started playing. Oh, that was a beautiful segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, uh, in, the, in the future... As well as, you know, a long time ago, we didn't have to worry about things like this. Mostly because Ten Little Indians wasn't written yet or has been phased out of existence, depending on which you're talking about, the future or the past. But places like that is where it's at. And, you know, you really discriminate against people because of the planet they were born on and like the solar system they were born in, which is like a new, wider form of racism. But I think better, in a way. What do you think? Star Wars, racist or not racist? (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there's racism going on in the Star Wars galaxy, but you could argue that... For the most part, pretty inclusive. Yeah, it's pretty inclusive because you've got like these warring factions, but none of them are divided by, you know, race, really, that we see. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got all these other problems and differences between the Rebel Alliance and the Empire, but, you know, like, race doesn't appear to be one of them. You've got all these weird aliens, like, working together in, in harmony. Yeah, to, look at, I mean, look at the Jedi Council. Like, right, yeah, the Jedi Council. I mean, even the Empire, the evil Empire, doesn't seem to be, I mean, I don't know what's going on. I mean, you don't really see most of the, the stormtroopers. It seems to but, me. I mean, like, you know, what's-his-face was a stormtrooper. Um, um, yeah, what's his name? From, the guy from the new one. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's black. What is his name? It's like, uh, starts with a K, maybe? I want to say Kai, but that's from like, uh, it's from that logic thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. But the, the main guy from the Star Wars movie, the new Star Wars series. Yeah, The Force Awakens. Um, his name what was damn it Kai Finn Finn it was Kai Finn Finn. (laughs) Kylo Finn Kylo Finn definitely uh but I mean besides that besides him I think that you know in the past usually the empire has been mostly white people like if you look on the ship it's mostly like very white or ginger people. Don't they have aliens and shit too, though? Or no? Not so much. It's mostly no, people, I, I want to say. I mean, maybe it is all old white men. I don't know. I'm thinking of like the first six movies. It's mostly the Empire is just old white men. It's probably intentional. Yeah, it makes sense. Probably a subtle social commentary. So, uh, so maybe, you know, there is racism, but it doesn't. Maybe there is racism. Maybe there's been racism the whole time, and it's been right in front of us in Star Wars, and we just don't know. Because, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't see race. I don't see, I don't see gender. I don't see race. I don't see color. I ignore it. I actually can't. I don't have the ability to see it. And if people try to explain it to me, I don't understand it. 
They're like, I identify as a waffle. And I go, I don't get it. And I walk away. Just because I'm like, I try to just be so inclusive and just so understanding. So, so understanding sometimes that I don't understand intentionally. Right. Which, which in a roundabout way is you understanding. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like you're a paradox. Sometimes a girl just wants you to say that sucks, you know? So sometimes a tranny just wants you to say, I don't get it. I don't think you can say training anymore. I think I finally crossed the line. <laughs> 16 minutes in to the well, opening uh, of this podcast. See, how would, like, I, I don't see how a tranny would be, uh, you know, it's like, come on, you're, you're calling yourself trans. You can't just put up with tranny. You can't just take that, the, the, the why on the end of it. Like, let's. First of all, Thank you for also saying training and jumping into the fire with me. No, I, I, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't use it. You know, like I used it in reference to the way that you used it, as opposed to like actually using it. Yeah, the context was different. But, but uh, I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it sounds cool. I mean, like training. Like you know, throwing a throwing a Y on the end of something is that really like a put down? Is yeah. that really the worst? My name's like, Mikey. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like, I could just be like, call me Mike. It's disrespectful when you call me Mikey. Like, no, I think it's like, it adds some flair to it. Tranny. Sounds cool. You know what I mean? Sounds exotic. <laughs> it's not so serious, you know? And like, I mean, in a, in a world like this, do we need to be serious all the time? Absolutely not. I mean, we do and we are, but the world doesn't need to. The empire doesn't need to be so serious. Did you hear that, um... Donald Trump's like trying to make it like um, to where there's officially just two genders again. <gasps> really? <laughs> they're not going to recognize trans people as existing. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Google like Donald Trump trans people right now. What the? It's like fuck? a thing that's happening like this week. Uh, should I type in tranny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump tranny and just see. Uh, Holy shit. Washington Post might not be the best one to go to, but... Uh, Trump administration eyes writing transgender people out of existence <laughs> as a reckoning for a transgender Republican. So, uh... So, Jordan Evans, 27, of Charlton, Massachusetts is a uh, Republican, an elected Republican, who is openly transgender, and Trump is like, no, not going to do it. And I bet you I bet you, this person's still like, yeah, you know, he doesn't want to recognize my right to exist, but, you know, like, he also wants to put up a wall, which I agree with, so I'm going to go ahead and tough it out with Trump. <laughs> that seems to be, like, the theme for Republicans. Like, yeah, you know, he might have he might have murdered those puppies, but... I agree with his stance on this tax issue, so... So we're going to roll with it. Yeah, he might have raped these women, but he also wants to get rid of abortion, so we're going to go ahead and put him on the Supreme Court. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. That's, uh... That's crazy, man. I mean, I don't even know... I I don't even know if he'd be able to do that. Or says trans people have been under attack by the administration since day one, which uh, 
You know, I can see that. And I don't think that anything would actually change within his term. Like, you can't just be... But then again, it's like trans rights are really new. So it kind of would be easy to undo some of it. Yeah. but I mean, I think that's the... The whole goal of of Trump, I mean, obviously Rome wasn't built in a day, but he's just getting the wheels turning back in that other direction and getting things to start rolling back, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, we're not just going to start legalizing hate crimes and taking away all the, you know, saying, hey, you can't be transgender, but they're just going to start, you know, taking away. So what are... I wonder what are these transgender rights that are being risked, that are like at risk from the Trump administration. This is just some long, wordy article from the Washington Post. But, uh. Explained. Let's see. There's him holding a LGBT flag. Very, he's like trying not to get too much skin on. He's like, oh, okay. He's, he's like touch bring, this a little bit. Bring out the cum bony. This thing is gross. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. This and that. Raise protection. Would effectively erase protections for trans people who identify with a gender different from the one assigned to them at birth. Uh, from federal civil rights laws, ensuring that laws do not prohibit discrimination against trans people in any setting, including the workplace, housing, schools, and healthcare. So people would legally be able to discriminate against a trans person. Right. Which is fucked up. Like, everybody should get an even, even shake at, you know, living a life in, uh, wherever you're living, and especially in fucking America. Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think that the problem comes when, you know, I, I, I don't have any, any problem at all. Like we've joked a lot in this past 20 minutes, but I mean, like we really do, we really love everybody. You think that you could do whatever you want. That's fine. Live whatever best life you want to live. If you want to have one of these 27 pronouns, that's cool. If you want to let people know what pronoun you want to be identified as, that's cool too. If you want to make people call you something, then that's not cool. I don't make people call me things. You know what I mean? I don't walk around <laughs> making people call me a certain thing before you could talk to me. But I also will be disrespected if you call me something that I'm not. So it's like a weird fishy thing. But when it comes to shit like this, to where, you know, old, I mean, we all know people that are stuck in the past that are that are racist or bigoted towards some group of people and it's and they really are and it's gross and you see it and you're like like recently I think I told the story on the podcast, but recently I heard blatant racism from a dude just out of nowhere. Like we were talking and he just said something about Trump and how he was going to. You know, uh, then he started talking about how he was longing for the old days of slavery. And I was like, what? And he was, it wasn't a joke. Like, he wasn't, like, doing a hardcore comedy bit. Yeah. This was just a racist guy. Yeah. To where the, he was, like, a third party. I didn't know him. I was at a friend's house. Ended up talking to this guy. And then when I left, my friend texted me and apologized for the actions of his friend. And he was like, I'm really sorry, dude. Like, I don't know where that came from. 
But I don't agree with that. That's crazy, man. And, you know, people like that shouldn't be able to stop anybody else from advancing in life because they don't like them. Yeah, it's insane. I, and like, when I was right out of high school, so that would have been in like 2003, I worked with a guy and like, I got along with the guy, you know what I mean? Like, I I had no problems with him personally, but looking back in retrospect, he was like overtly racist against Asian people. Yeah. And I, I guess maybe since there were no Asian people that like worked with us, like it, it didn't seem so problematic. But just looking back, like he would just be constantly like talking about Asian people and his hatred for them. And it had to do with his, um, I think a relative, like his dad being killed in like the Vietnam or Korean War or something like that. You know, like he lost somebody in like a war or something like that. But he was just like super like violent, like saying horrible things. And I mean, obviously, like I never got into it, but like it just seems so different. Like back then, like, like I, I couldn't imagine anybody saying those things like in your public work environment now. Like but yeah. back in 2003, like I feel like people felt like they had more free reign to say not just racist stuff but you know pc culture wasn't what it was today yeah definitely and like you know i i grew up like around you know like family members and shit making racist jokes all the time yeah But, but it was it was like in a in a comically racist way like kind of a kind of a more like a less tasteful thing that we do where we're comically racist but in the end, when it all comes down, we realize that we're all people. Everybody's people and everyone's the same. But then there's people that are racist and don't think that. They think that they're better than this other group because of whatever reason. They are out there. And that used to be a thing a lot back in the day. And then it kind of got phased out and all those people got quiet. And then Trump became president and everybody yeah, got comfortable. they have a voice again. They got comfortable with their racism. And it's fucking, it truly is shocking. The internet gave them a voice too because they can hide behind their their you know usernames mm-hmm. or hide behind your fake life that you their, set up. Their four chan handles and yeah, people have like eight different identities online, so hide behind one of those. But then when you hear it out in the world, it's fucking insane. And I can only imagine, you know, trying to trying to be, you know, if I was transgendered. And transitioning into a woman. And I was trying to be myself, be whoever I felt like I was on the inside and wanted people to accept me. I would have, you know, my dad like disown me, like all of the, you know, my friends, a lot of my friends would be like, why are you, you know, doing this? This is super weird. And then not only that, I would go to, you know, apply for a job somewhere. Or what if I went to school? And I got schooling that I paid for or that I'm in debt for now so that I could get a certain job. And I go to that best place in my city and the old man that owns that place doesn't like me because I'm a trainee. <laughs> I said trainee again, brought it yeah. back. You know, that's fucked up. That's crazy. And, you know, he that old man has the right to not like anybody that he wants. But for him to legally have the power to say, I'm not going to hire you because of this. Because Trump said it's cool now. Right. Or for a hospital, you know, like to be able to medically, I'm sure there's a lot of medical, I mean, I can't think of the circumstances right at this moment, but a lot of situations where 
Yeah, they're like, okay, sir, we're going to have to put the IV in your penis. And he's like, I don't have a penis anymore. I'm transgendered. And they're like, well, it says on your chart you're a male. So yeah, I mean, I'm... IV in the penis. I was watching American Horror Story the other day, like offhandedly, the one with uh, Lady Gaga. It was just on in the background. And I saw her shoot heroin into a guy's penis, which, uh, well, I mean, they like implied it. They didn't show it, but I didn't know that was a thing. And it opened like some whole new heroin door for me. Did you know that people do that? No. No, I had no idea. Totally a thing. Veins easy to find. Doesn't leave track marks. And, well, I mean, I think it does. <laughs> but yeah, doesn't leave visible track marks because your penis isn't out all the time. And uh, it's a scary world, man. Yeah. There's, a- no, there's no right... Right place to shoot. <laughs> shoot no, <laughs> absolutely not. It's not. There's not a trick. They're all bad. What if there was like a like a trick, like a certain place that you could do it where it didn't ruin your life? Do you think more people would do it? I think enough people do it already, but it, like, what what doesn't it do? Like, you don't overdose or something? You don't overdose. It doesn't. It doesn't ruin your life. It doesn't do the same thing that. Well, shit. Sign me up. I'll try. You know, I've just never done heroin because I knew I would like enjoy it and it would probably like ruin my life. So yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna. I'm I'm cool. Leave that to imagination. Mm -hmm. But then, if there was that spot, the little bull, the bullseye spot, right, which is like right on the tip of your penis. (laughs) Uh, I saw. I saw one of my just a little segue into kind of a sad story. I saw one of my friends that I grew up with, like that I knew when I was like really young, like seven until like thirteen. He was neighbors with my grandma, and we like smoked weed together for the first time, and like used to get drunk together, like under the bridge in the riverbed, like one of those childhood friends. And he came in my work the other day, and he was like all strung out, and he told me he was like I moved away and then moved back and. Now I'm like battling a heroin addiction. And then I saw this other dude I grew up with and he was like, fucking, I'm clean off of heroin, like trying to get a job and this and that. And like, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. Like somebody told me recently that like somebody who had done heroin, like told me that it's, it's the only drug that they have to actively tell themselves not to do every day. Like, you know, like say if you're like an alcoholic and you quit drinking, after a while it gets easier. Or if you're, you know, doing coke or meth or something, you could stop and you could kick it and then you could, you're good. You know what I mean? Right. But heroin apparently is like an everyday struggle. And it was like, it was really sad to like hear him say that. You know what I mean? And like not be able to do anything to like help him out. I suggested Kratom, that Kratom stuff. Because it fills opioid yeah. receptors in your brain and it takes away cravings. Yeah, I mean, it probably couldn't hurt at that point. But it's crazy, dude. It's epidemic's nuts. And yeah. then on top of that, we have racism. And uh, what is it when people hate trans people? Uh, it's like a word for it, right? Like a cool word? Cool sounding word. <laughs> I can't think print. of it. Trans transophobia. That's it. Transophobia. Transophobia. <laughs> Transphobia. Trannyphobia. Trannyphobia. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it's crazy, man. But if you're out there doing heroin, just stop it. 
Stop doing heroin. Stop doing heroin. It's it's bad, man. Just just knock it off. Just stop. Yeah, just stop. There, that's all you need is a couple of stoners on a podcast to be like, just stop. And then you're done. Just like, you know what? I never thought of it like that. Yeah. And if you're out there hating on trannies, just stop. You know just what I mean? Knock it off. Let them do their thing. They're not hurting you. Nobody wants to fuck your nasty ass. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but uh, somebody was talking about people that like are uncomfortable around like guys that are uncomfortable around gay people. And they were like, what are you worried about? Nobody's trying to fuck you like men or women. So don't worry about it. It's not your problem. Okay. On to the actual thing in this episode. Star Wars land is opening next year in Hollywood as well as Florida. But we'll say right now, fuck Florida. Yeah, fuck. I mean, who would go to Florida? That's a whole, a whole another podcast. Okay, that's why they that's why they need all these extra things in Florida. That's why every time that they build something in California and Florida, Florida gets something extra because they're like, how are we going to get people? Here? Yeah. I mean, it's it's still. I mean, I wouldn't go to Florida for for any amusement park just because you see all the other shit that happens in Florida. It's like, oh uh, no, I, I think I'm going to take my chances and not get shot or harassed or eaten by hillbillies or alligators yeah. or any any combination of the horrible things that happen in Florida yeah. on a daily basis. All the time. Look, we have fucking, yeah, like you said, alligators everywhere. Basalts, that was where that happened. Insane the guy got laws. In the face. Their, their laws are just <clears throat> fucking wacky. Bat shit crazy. Uh, Mike Busey's Sausage Castle, that's a thing that's there. As well as uh, Bad Barbie or Bad Baby or whatever her name is. The sure. Dr. Phil girl. That's coming to town soon. Yeah. You got to deal with Pitbull down there just barking, Pitbull's barking just at you in, in Spanish and telling you about your culo. Mm-hmm. And All four feet, 11 inches of Pitbull just barking at Fuck you. Fuck Florida. So they need extra shit there. A cantina restaurant, loads of merchandise, and you can role play to live out your own Star Wars story and interact with characters. This is currently being built inside two of Disney's theme parks, Disneyland in California and Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida. Both areas will have the same design, but the California one will open first in the summer first. of 2019. The yeah. one in Florida opens later in the fall. But Florida is getting something extra. Disney yeah, of is building a luxury Star Wars hotel base. It's described as a haven for the galaxy's most okay. post. It's across elements. It takes place on the planet Batu in a village called the Black Spire Outpost. It's a crossroads for traders, adventurers, and smugglers at the edge of rogue space. It's described as a haven for the galaxy's most colorful and notorious characters and a place to avoid the expanding reach of the First Order. The spires are the petri... That is so dope. So, they... So they built it as a place that's in the Star Wars universe. That most likely is mentioned in the books somewhere. Right. And so now you get to see that place and be in that place. So it's like canonical. But then there's also a cantina. So is it not canonical or is it just a different cantina? Yeah. Is it not the Moss Eisley cantina? Because I thought she said in the beginning. She didn't say Moss Eisley. No. Being built inside two of Disney's theme parks, Disneyland in California and Disney's... Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is a 14-acre themed area with 
two new rides, a cantina restaurant, okay. loads of merchandise, void the I mean, you can't, you couldn't really duplicate or, or say it's Tatooine because Tatooine has the, t- the two sons. So, yeah. like, how are you going to replicate that? Mm. They could be in a dome. They could have, like, a firmament, which I think they should have anyway, so they could yeah. do, like, they could project, like, ships up, like, in the sky and shit. Right, yeah. On alliances makes references to the planet Batu. Oh, there we go. Star Wars Thrawn Alliances, the book, is the one that makes references to it. But let's get to the rides. In one, you'll be boarding a resistance troop transport, and you'll wind up on a Star Destroyer, making you feel like you're inside a hangar bay in the middle of a battle between the First Order and the Resistance, and you'll encounter two full-size AT-AT walkers. It's been described as the most epic attraction Disney ever designed. The most epic attraction that Disney's ever designed. That's crazy. I mean, Disney's designed a lot of attractions, a lot of big attractions. So that's that's a bold statement. But I mean, you got to figure two full scale AT-ATs. I mean, that's that's massive. I don't want to, you know, even try to imagine the dimensions. But in the second round, that's amazing. It's gonna be awesome. Right, you go aboard the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium fucking Falcon. <laughs> Sitting in the cockpit of Han Solo's famous ship, flipping switches and shooting blasters to control it yourself. Disney is working with... Holy shit, Ty. You're in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. You go into it, you walk through it. You get to go see all the things. You get to walk through where they play the holographic chess yep. and shit. Yep. And then you get to go into the fucking cockpit and you get to flip switches and press buttons. So yeah, I, I imagine like... Like, the whole ship will be, like, the staging area where you go through the line mm-hmm. or whatever, and, you know, you're just going through the line with everybody else, and then kind of, like, have you been to the Universal Studios where they have the Simpsons ride? I haven't been yet to the Simpsons ride. Then you get you get to the front of the line, they put you all in, like, individual little rooms where you go on the ride yourself, like, in an individual room, because it's all VR or whatever, like, um, so I, I would imagine when you go into the cockpit, it'll be like that. That'll be cool. So yeah, that way, so I mean, that way you're sit- not sitting in the back of the cockpit while some asshole controls the. Right. Yeah. Like you, each group's gonna have like their individual cockpit. Yeah. So that way everyone gets to control it. Yeah. Because that's what I was worried about. I didn't want to wait in line for two hours so that I could watch some guy from Mississippi control the lasers. Some little snot-nosed fucking ten-year-old that yeah. wasn't even alive when Star Wars came out. Some little fucking asshole trainee that wants me to call him Zer <laughs> <laughs> and flip the switches while I watch. It's bullshit. NVIDIA for technology that can render the graphics of your flight in real time. Your performance will determine your ending. If you've been to Disney, you may have ridden another Star Wars simulator. Let's not forget about the hotel has a view of space. And Yeah, so the hotel in Florida does sound... This is the most I've ever wanted to go to Florida in my life. Just because the hotel, every window has a view of space. So I mean that's pretty sweet. But. So you're just in some, you know, for all you know, you're in some giant floating spaceship that's just cruising through the galaxy, and that's where like because they have the whole storyline thing where you can get a character, like a character bio for yourself. You dress up in Star Wars clothes and you go through like a storyline where you have to meet up with people, and they send you to different parts of the park. And, you know, you get this, like, little adventure out of it. Right. So that would make it, you know, 
more immersive if you're in this hotel and you just look out and see space all the time. Yeah. So you look out and you're like, oh shit, that reminds me. I have to go and talk to this dude at the Outer Rim and find out what's going on with this. Um, but it's going to be crazy. And they also filed for a bunch of gnarly patents that one is two screens with one in front of the other and they both show images at the same time that like overlay each other. Right. Which would be good for like if you're looking out a window and a ship goes by or something. So it would look all 3D and sick. Yep. And then one is for uh, their own version of like hologram technology which is just like projecting 3D images into midair. And then the other one is uh, you'll be able to watch objects move past you in the air like blaster fire right so like a short laser beam which i don't even know how the fuck they're gonna do that but they filed a patent for it and i'm excited yeah it's gonna be sweet mm-hmm. gonna be pretty sweet there's gonna be lasers there's gonna be galaxies there's gonna be aliens there's gonna be trannies all in star wars land in hollywood that's the only one that matters i think if you live over on the East Coast and, yeah, Florida, whatever, go to the hotel. Let me know how it is. Okay, before we get out of here, I have one more thing. This is a video of NASA releasing 450,000 gallons of water in one minute. This is either going to be amazing or a super letdown. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. NASA releases. And why are they wasting all this water? <laughs> What's the point of this? I don't know. Just trying to trying to catch a little bit of that uh, shine from the space force, but this is a ignition overpressure protection and sound suppression water deluge system, aka why Trump started the space force because NASA's doing bullshit like this. So this is the guy Tom Deluge from Blink One Eighty Two, right? Isn't oh, he a yep, thing? Yep. So yep. this is his anti-alien water jet. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so it's like a it's like a projectile weapon. With water. Sure, we'll say so. Oh, already a massive disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're still going. Couldn't get it all out. Like I wanted like a... Like an explosion like a of flash. Water. Like a flash of water, and then the water's just out. Yeah, that's it? This is it? This was marketed to me as something that was stunning. It looks just like a steroidal Bellagio thing. Right. There's only three. And there's no music. There's no lights. That's actually pretty cool. It's getting bigger. Now it turned into one giant one. But still. The end was the coolest part. I don't see how that's going to stop the aliens at all. I think that might just infuriate them, really. (laughs) Yeah. I think back to the drawing board, Tom Deluge. So there it is. Half a million gallons of water wasted. I wonder where it went after that. It looks kind of funky, right? I like to think that they have no way of reclaiming it, and they just completely wasted all that water. (laughs) (laughs) Just to test it. Just to test that system. Um, you want to do wrenches and gears? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
It's time for wrenches and gears. We're going to hand every high gear. We got our wrenches. We're going to sit up on the workbenches and gear. We're going to take the tears. We're going to put the nuts and the bolts and wrenches and gears. All right. Today on Wrenches and Gears, we're talking 10 little tractors. We've got one tractor. That wasn't enough. So we went out. We got two tractors. We thought, hey, two tractors, that's more than one. That'll probably get the job done. Turns out we were dead wrong. We needed four tractors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we thought. And then we no. found out. We found out that these tractors that we had, we went to go get another tractor. There's tractors that are probably four times the size of the tractors we got. Right. We got little tractors. Each tractor us. littler than the last. Yeah, exactly. So so what happened was we, we had these tractors, right? Each one littler than the last. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're thinking that we have enough tractors. Nope. Turns out we didn't. What you running under the hood of those tractors? Oh, I'm running gears. You need a wrench for those gears? I sure do. Here you go, man. Okay. So now we just we just pop them them nuts and bolts, and we get that that humdinger purring like a kitten. Wrenches and gears, thanks everybody. Wrenches and gears, we're talking wrenches and gears. Natural habitat recordings.